Now I have to ask you if those two things have anything to do with each other. What two things? Your exuberance and Emma leaving. This is like a courtroom, you know. Yeah. Reality, reality is standing on one side and the rest of the bullshit is on the other side. And we're having this conversation between reality and bullshit. You know, I it's easy to be alone. <laughs> and I I'm noticing that I apply a lot of my energy to to the other. And I mean, I mean the, the statement it's easy to be alone comes from what which portion of our human construct would would you say? It's uh gremlin. It's gremlin because yeah, box, you know, gremlin defends the box. Yeah. And for the, for the box, I mean, that's why you walk into a city and it's, it's a city is full of millions of these boxes stacked one on top of the other, isolated little boxes that people live in. And most of them don't even know their neighbor across the hall, above them, below them. You know, the only time they talk to them is when the stereo is too loud or the kids are screaming or there's a problem. And then the, it's not really a conversation. It's trying to achieve box comfort. I mean, I was trying to find which page we were on and I saw this centering experiment and I don't remember diving into it with you guys. I'm on, I'm on page uh, 176. So it's, we're, we're at up 192, but right now I just wanted to read this thing called a centering experiment. It goes like this, you are left with a sophisticated yet utterly simple task of discovering how to be yourself and still be in relationship. How to be in relationship and not give your center away. You now have all the intellectual clarity you can possibly get about those things. And this is as far as a book can take you with learning to be centered, like learning to be yourself in relationship, balancing this, this thing, this, this creation act, this ongoing act of creation, nonlinear creation called relating, where you are yourself and you are in relationship. From here on, it is your job to proceed beyond merely thinking about the practice of centering, of being, of, of, of keeping your center, keeping your authority and relating with in, a, in an artful, elegant, like actually loving and expanding way, another person who's keeping their authority in their center. How is that possible? It seems like such a paradox. It is time to put your body on the line, which means to practice that. And uh, I, it goes on, but it's more about centering. And I, I just wanted to focus on this thing about how do you, how can you be yourself without being 
adaptive without your energy going to suppressing, uh, pretending, um, kind of putting on a show of, oh, we're in a relationship and it's supposed to go like this. And therefore I should be like that. Like how, how can you remain in integrity with your being? And it's, you know, your life, your own life in the world and have an ongoing interaction with one or more other people. And I, you know, I'm, I'm thinking <laughs> that the most, the most of this has to do with artful negotiating. It's, it's, it has to do with working out how they can win and you can win better than you could win separately. How can you win together better than separately? And that goes for a pair, a family, a couple, you know, a, a project, a game world. How does it work that you win better together than separately? And it's about using nonlinear intelligence, which, which everybody has access to through the gremlin when it's conscious. Everybody has this huge wealth of nonlinear intelligence, but it's usually used as a defensive strategy rather than a co-creative collaborative strategy. And so I just wanted to really put it on the table. Like even, even Habet with a baby in her lap is negotiating, ongoingly negotiating. What, what does the baby need? What does she need? What does the space need? Like who, who gets to win? Well, you know, nobody's box gets to win. Nobody's gremlin gets to win. But, but at the same time, if I think you have this experience, if you're not winning, why would you stick around? You know, and, and so I, I think uh, there's so much collapse of uh, this evolutionary force in the, in the universe. It's collapsed into these dichotomies of I win or I lose, or, you know, it's, if you, if you, we can't see outside of these blinders that we have. The blinders are, it has to be this way, or, you know, or I lose, or I, I freak out, or I feel scared, or I feel angry, you know, that, and then, and if it's, I either have to feel numb and happy, or I leave. And if, and I'm, what I'm saying is, if we're going to do ongoing, ongoing responsible conscious negotiating with nonlinear possibilities, we're going to feel things besides numb and happy. You're going to feel a lot of different things, a lot scared, really a lot scared. So you are left with the sophisticated but utterly simple task of discovering how to be yourself and still be in relationship, how to be in relationship and not give your center away, your authority away, your space away. So the, the floor is open. Welcome everybody to study group. Somebody have something to say. Just that Jeff and Ingrid and I were just talking about that right before this call. So it's up right now. Can, what's the what's needed about that? What would be useful to have about that? 
What's the question? What's the block? What's the fear about? Where's the incapacity? You know, the low, where's the low skill level? Yeah, I mean, the fear is about speaking about that with people that you're close to and not knowing where it's going. And would you and use the word, Phyllis, will you use the word I while you're talking? Just yeah, I. Um, yeah, for me, and it's up for me. Um, it's it's about keeping my center and not pleasing the other person, and still maintaining connection. Mm -hmm. And the fear around talking about those those things around, um, you know, there's so many expectations that exist, and so the fear around looking at the, what those expectations are and then keeping your center is that it, you're going to come out with something different than what you started with. I am going to come out with something different than what I started with. And, and that's fine. <laughs> you know, what's, what's the fear about? It's, that's kind of the whole purpose of this is to become more intimate with that person and, or not. And, and, and I want to explore that. So, yeah, so I can get beyond that fear. And I'm going to have one of those conversations today. What is the fear really though? Like you said that you would come out with something that you didn't expect. And you said that there's all these expectations about maybe about how it should come out or something like that. Well, my, my fear is losing love in my life. What does that mean? I will be alone. I will be unseen. So what you're saying is to be seen or to be loved is you, there's a grit, there's some kind of grid of requirements or some behavior thing that you that you should fit into or you're supposed to be. And if you are not that, then Somebody will not see you or somebody will not will leave. It's will a possibility. Left. Yes. Mm -hmm. Is it a probability? I mean, I mean, I think this is up for all of us, this, this experiment of radically being yourself. But 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 what is yourself? I mean, is it radically being your box? No. Your gremlin? No. Your childhood unmet needs? No. You know, your parental uh, instructions about how it's supposed to go? No. The rules? No. So, okay, if I'm supposed to be myself and it is none of those externally determined false things, then how can I, then who am I really? How can I radically be myself if it's none of those knowable things? Like what if who you really are is unknowable? How can you be yourself if it is unknowable? I was just going to say that, that, you know, hopefully we're evolving in every moment that we're alive. So I, hopefully I am evolving every moment that I am alive. Yeah, yeah, and, you know, we're not trained in this. We, people can, we don't even have words to hardly talk about it. But it's like, okay, here, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be with you. 
and you're unknowable. And not only that, I'm unknowable. So I'm, what's the I that's evolving, like you said, right now evolving. And I'm in this connection with you somehow. And what, how does it go? You know, what's up after that? Well, anything can go any. But that's not true. You know, if somebody does something that is abusive or takes your center away or is pain, you know, causes whatever damage, this is not, this not anything goes, isn't how it goes. Well, no one can take my center away. I can only give it away. Okay. Right, so you've got your center. That, make, that gives you your authority and your voice and your feelings, gives you resources. Yes. yes. Let's you be present. Yes. Okay, okay then, what are, you going to, <laughs> what are you going to create? You know, Johanna, you put your hand up too about losing love, about, about the fear of losing love. Can you talk about that? Yes, it's, well, it's similar to Phyllis, what she said about staying alone without the tribe, just on my own and knowing it's not, it's, it's painful to be disconnected for, from one community, from a community. You speak as if one has experience, as if you have experience about that. Can you talk about that? Yes. Um, well, I'm feeling sad to talk about it because I still feel, um, yeah, I think it's a wound that is still here. But um, I, I don't know what, 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 like my experience is when I, 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 I started to, to look for my tribe out of, after university and I, I, I found, I started to find it and after with the fear of being out of the matrix out of I was being in the unknown all the time and the fear was so big that um, in 2018 I started to go back to to something I knew and I, I started to work uh, to have a, re- a so-called real job in society and that's where I, I really felt uh, so cut because I was in society, but I was cut from the tribe I loved, and and I, I and it and and I lasted this experiment for three years. Yeah, and now I decided to to stop to work uh, uh, in uh, in that job so that I can go back and choose my tribe and and go where where my tribe is. Yes, and I'm still in this process. Actually, you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Like I was talking about being cut from the tribe and feeling alone and not being seen and not, yes, exactly. I mean, there's this huge transition that each of us needs to go through. It's one of the eight prisons. There's a website called Eight Prisons and it's a fantastic map for the work that's involved in becoming adult. But it, one of the prisons is your parents' bubble. And in a way, when we're born, there's this culture going on, usually with the mother, father, and society, sort of a family culture going on. And 
there are some uh, assumptions, expectations, projections that are about what, what I am supposed to be in my family. And so in my family, I had two younger brothers and my mom and my dad and a dog. And I lived in a really white neighborhood in California, separated from everything, uh, just kind of just going along. And this was like, I did not fit in there my being knew that this was not right. Then they sent me to school. That was not right. So, so at the same time, I, I was not capable of stepping into the world and taking care of myself. So I had to be adaptive in a certain way to just like everybody to, to survive the childhood. And then there comes this time when, when the, the experience of, of, you have to decide if you're going to you're going to allow your experience of actually not fitting into that to the family uh, get big enough to take you out of the family. I mean, some people, how many of you had the feeling that your mom and your dad and your brothers and your sisters is your true home on planet Earth and they're your tribe? Who how, did, did people, how many people had that? Oh, I don't see a lot of hands going up. I don't, I don't know if it's supposed to be that way, but I mean, historically, you know, a thousand years ago or whatever, you, we needed to fit into our village somehow because we, we, we really depended on the village. We didn't have credit cards and, and motor scooters and, you know, Walmart, you know, so if you have a motor scooter and a credit card and a Walmart, basically you can live on planet earth right now, but uh, back then you could not, you really needed the tribe and the village. And so um, if you look at the Polynesian cultures, you know, they would, they would come out to an island on, on these rowboats, these little sailboat things, these canoes, and they'd, they'd find land and set up a village. And then it did not take so long before somebody on the, in the tribe said, I don't belong in this tribe. And I, they would be angry enough or, or sad enough or whatever, they'd have enough courage to build another boat and set off into the Pacific Ocean and go somewhere else, you know, without a map. There's no maps. You know, they have their shaman sales guys who can stick their hand in the water and sense the currents and the vibrations <laughs> off of the islands. But I don't, I don't know how many canoes were lost about people who got just frustrated. Hey, fuck you. I'm not living in this family anymore. I'm going to get a boat and a woman and, a, you know, some coconuts and head out into the ocean. But uh, it did not take so many thousand years for really almost every single little island in the whole Pacific Ocean to be inhabited. And if, if you've ever visited those tribes, it's incredible to see how different they are. Each, each you know, the Tongans are different from the Fijians or different from the Tahitians or different from the Vanuatans or different, their, their hair is different, their skin, their, their, their customs are different. The whole thing is different. So we've got this history behind us of being able to get frustrated enough to go out and create our own game world and really our own culture. And we're designed for this. Human beings are really, that's how the entire North and South American continent got settled by by tribes who just cut across from, from uh, China and, and Mongolia. You know, they just hit through the Aleutian Islands and, and started entering all of North America and they just kept spreading out and diversifying and, and it didn't take so long and they were inhabiting 
you know, these huge, two huge continents. I mean, this is it's designed into us to do that. We're more trained to adapt and blend in and fit into this monoculture where there's a whatever Starbucks cup, you know, cafe on every corner and, and use the same credit card. You know, it's all it's all we're designed for this by corporate businesses, but this is not our nature. And here, here we're trying to keep our center, be authentic to ourselves, find our tribe, you know, to thrive in a, a tribe of like-minded beings and co-create cool stuff together, create stuff happening, cool stuff happening. This is what we're designed for. This is what I've been is to do. That's what all the nations for is how it's time to do. And that's what this is talking about, what we're, we're talking about. It's time to do it. Uh, you know, the future human race, um, edge workers, so, in 